Hi guys, so this is the second part of my journey to become a Man City fan and if you've listened to the last part, you'll know that when I became a Man City fan, it was just in the changeover between Malcolm Allison and uh, John Bond. So when John Bond took over in 1980, he very astutely decided to augment the young players that uh, Malcolm had promoted with some real Scottish granite. And he did that by recruiting Bobby McDonald, Jerry Gow, and Tommy Hutchison. And of course, together with uh, guys like that, we had some youngsters. We had Kevin Reeves, Steve McKenzie, Nicky Reed. Tommy Caton, of course, had been promoted by Malcolm to replace Dave Watson. And we had an absolutely fantastic run to the final in 1981. Now, just to explain what I was doing at that time. I think I must have been about 11 years old. Kids were just beginning to form an interest in football at that time in Northern Ireland. I remember that the Christmas before that final, my mom had bought me and my brother these sky blue parkas. We can remember the parka jackets that were popular at the time. They were navy blue and they had the fur-lined color. But uh, for some reason, my mom had spotted these alternative versions in wherever she was shopping, probably down in Larne or uh, on the coast, and she had found these absolutely sky blue versions of the ones that were popular among the kids. So she bought those for me and my brother. She didn't have the money to buy us, you know, Manchester City branded uh, hold dolls to go to school with. So she did the next best thing, and she just bought. Uh, hold dolls that we could um, wear around our uh, neck like uh, messenger bags that were light blue. And um, I'm not exactly sure why she did it for my brother, but she did it for both of us, probably just to save time on um, the decision making. And uh, we didn't have the branding on those bags at all. They were like, it was just a, you know, a generic light blue bag. And so I took it upon myself to, to, to write Manchester City FC in Biro on uh, on the holdall that she had bought, and so me and my brother would walk to school with these uh, bright light blue fur-lined parka jackets with these uh, light blue bags with Manchester City scribbled on the side uh, in Biro that we had done something that was um, a little bit embarrassing and that that uh, you know really pointed us out as a uh, a family that didn't have much money, especially when we got to our school and found that uh, the other guys had, uh, the other, whose parents had more money, had um, bought their kids uh, holdalls, you know, like messenger bags with the official Manchester United or Liverpool logo on the side. I mean, you know, really proper merchandise uh, um, as opposed to our improvised things. And of course, 
you know, when we were walking to school, we got mocked roundly every single day by these Man United fans, particularly because, um, you know, as a result of what Malcolm had done and with the whole experience of Steve Daly, where we'd paid, I think, 1.2 or 1.3 million pounds for this guy who was nothing more than a journeyman midfielder. I don't know why we bought Steve Daly. The story goes that um, you can ask Colin Savage about this. Apparently, Malcolm had arranged a fee of £650,000, but uh, Peter Swales had got involved. And uh, sensing a a reluctance to sell by Wolves on their part, he just jammed the price up and offered them a price that they couldn't refuse. It was absolutely crazy. I'm not exactly sure how much truth there is in that, but my goodness, guys, we should not have been paying 1.3 or 1.4 million uh, pounds for a guy like Steve Daly in the same way that right now we should not be paying 80 million or 90 million uh, pounds for a guy like um, Maguire for Leicester. So it's all come full circle for me whenever I think of um, City signing Maguire for ridiculous amounts of money and, rid- and a ridiculous salary rate. I think we can ignore that story from the Daily Mail. I mean, are we really going to make him the number one salary earner above De Bruyne, above David Silva, above Aguero? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm, you know, cheeky. Bigiristan is not stupid. He's not going to blast our wage structure to sign what we all know is a a, 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 a workman-like, an effective central defender, but no world-beater. He's not Delict, and he's not Koulibaly. So I think that you can um, treat those stories that you have up in your timeline every day with the contempt that they deserve. I mean, I'm absolutely sure that that's not going to happen. I mean, we might get Maguire, but only on our terms. I think someone on uh, Twitter suggested that maybe 150000 um a week salary plus a, million, a 50 million uh, transfer fee. That sounds about right, but anything more than that is just ridiculous. Anyway, you guys will remember what FA Cups were like back then. We had the whole big build-up on BBC and ITV. And uh, we had the whole big build-up on both channels with following the team to Wembley Stadium on the buses and interviews with the players. And of course, I was absolutely wrapped watching every minute of it switching between two channels on our old... I had this tiny uh, black and white TV that was actually a privilege for me because, um, you know, we were a very poor family, I guess, and I had been given the special dispensation of a small black and white TV in my bedroom on the day of the final in uh, 1981. I was just stuck up there on my own in my bedroom with my black and white TV watching everything from about nine o'clock in the morning. When it came to kickoff, um, I had, unfortunately, a group of rabble rousers down at my door these were my friends the united fans the liverpool fans ipswich fan they were all the guys that i played football with and they were at the bottom of our house and they were just shouting up i wouldn't say it was abuse but they were just mocking me for the fact that my team was in the fa cup final and their team was not and of course we all know what happened now guys the star of the show was Tommy Hutchison. Not only did he score for us, but he scored for them. I'll never forget that uh, own goal where it just um, 
came off the back of his head and went in and equalized for Spurs, relegating us to um, uh, a, a replay uh, the following week on Thursday night. So, yeah, uh, it was gratification or depression uh, delayed. And so that's the way it was. So there we go. After all that build-up, we had to do it again on the next Thursday night against Tottenham. And uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember, it was Thursday the 14th of May, 1981. And this was the summer, just before I was uh, due to move into secondary school or grammar school as it was the one that I went to. It was the first uh, FA Cup replay since 1970 and the first to be staged at Wembley and in the eighth minute Ricky Villa scored for Spurs and then three minutes later there was that absolutely magnificent goal for City by Steve McKenzie and guys that really 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 is worth watching uh, on YouTube. Five minutes into the second half, we got a penalty, which uh, Kevin Reeves uh, converted. And then, in the 70th minute, it was Garth Crooks. You know Garth Crooks, the BBC's man who asks the longest, most convoluted questions to his interviewees. And then, six minutes later, uh, Tony Galvin, I think it was, for Spurs, passed to Ricky Villa. He was about 30 yards away, 35 yards away from the goal line, but he just went past four of our defenders uh, and slotted it past Joe Corrigan. And that goal, of course, I think was uh, voted goal of the century. And uh, Tottenham won the game and won the cup. And, of course, absolutely devastated. The team that day was Joe Corrigan, Ray Ranson at right back, Bobby McDonald left back, Nicky Reed was centre-back with Tommy Caton. Uh, Paul Power, who had done so much to get us to that final, was on the uh, left side of midfield. We had Jerry Gow and Steve McKenzie in the middle of midfield as well. Up front, we had uh, Dave Bennett and uh, Kevin Reeves. And on the right side of midfield, we had Tommy Hutchison. We only had one uh, substitute back in those days. It was Tony Henry. So, guys, uh, if you remember that cup final, if you're as old as me and uh, you have memories of that day, please uh, get in touch. Um, I'm uh, Mike Long at Bolt from the Blue uh, on Twitter at Bolt from the Blue. That's B-L-U as opposed to B-L-U-E. That's the one I wanted, but someone has already got that, I guess. Uh, you can go to our website uh, at boltfromtheblue.live and uh, come with us next season or this season as I guess we should say as myself uh, Ray from Man City Fan Chat and Colin Savage at Presswitch Blue the king of the kickbacks writer is with us the three of us will be reviewing and dissecting the games uh, next season and so you know stay with us guys listen to our pods communicate with us and uh, we'll have a great season next time of course we've just uh, found out the news about david silva this is his last season what a fantastic player he's been for us guys and it's going to be very very sad that david uh, is going to leave us but he's going to be very happy he's going to finish his career on a high we're going to win the champions league next season and he's going to finish with that and uh, drift off into the summer horizon he's going to be there with his girlfriend and his with his lovely 
a child and they're going to have sweet memories of what it's like to be part of our wonderful family at Man City. So we're going to uh, say a lovely f- farewell to David Silva. But uh, guys, we are going to continue In the words of Celine Dion, our heart is going to go on. We are going to continue with Bernardo, with Kevin De Bruyne, with Leroy Sané, despite Bayern Munich's best effort, with another year or two of Sergio Aguero, with Gabriel Jesus, with our rock-solid left-centre-back, Laporte, and uh, we have a great goalkeeper situation with Aderson. So... We have all the reasons, guys, to be very, very uh, satisfied and very optimistic about next season. So let me finish off this little pod, podlet. I think the, the, the word is podlet. <laughs> and just uh, say to all of you guys, from us, from Ray, from Colin Savage, and from myself, up the blues. Up the blues. Come on, guys. Let's go. It's about time that your mind took a heart